hey, got a crazy family? Love hearing stories about crazy families? Then you need to check out our brand new podcast called My Crazy Family. Available wherever you get podcasts. Just search My Crazy Family right now. Press subscribe and don't miss any brand new episodes of My Crazy Family. You can even share your stories if you so please. We, we'd love to hear them. My Crazy Family. Search and subscribe wherever you download podcasts. Today on another chilling episode of Real Ghost Stories Online that many believe could be the cure for dry and itchy skin. But be forewarned, listening to this episode could cause nausea, dizziness, drowsiness, dry mouth, loss of appetite, increased appetite, increased sweating, sweating blood, sweating a goo-like substance that resembles semen, diarrhea, burning of the nipples when watching reruns of Golden Girls, upset stomach, an undeniable and uncontrollable sexual lust for domesticated cats, bleeding from the eyes, earlobe and rectal cavity, or trouble sleeping may occur. If any of these effects last or get worse, tell your doctor immediately. When a son returns to his home after a late night at work, did he encounter the spirit of his later father, seemingly going about his daily routine? Was the spirit of this father truly present, or was it some sort of echo from the past, playing over and over again? We ask the question today on Real Ghost Stories Online. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. Welcome to the program and uh, yeah. 855-853-4802, the phone number. Call 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and share your real ghost stories with us. If you're new to the show, welcome. We have the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories, and if you'd like access to that, all of it commercial-free, uh, as well as new episodes, advanced episodes, uh, given to you weeks before they get released to the public with no ads, no commercials, plus bonus episodes, new ones every single week exclusively for you, Become what we call an extra podcast person. That's an EPP. You can sign up at ghostpodcast.com or through the Patreon app. The link is there at ghostpodcast.com or search Real Ghost Stories online on the Patreon app. It's uh, Tony and Carol Hughes with you on today's episode of the program. What's going on? Well, there for a few minutes, I thought Robert was talking about me. <laughs> and the sweating and all that shit. Loss of appetite, increased appetite, increased sweating, sweating blood, right sweating there. a goo-like yeah. substance that resembles semen, diarrhea, burning of the... Sweating a goo-like substance that resembles semen? No, okay. I'm just hot. Okay. <laughs> ...nipples when watching reruns of Golden Girls, upset stomach, an undeniable and uncontrollable... Don't watch Golden Girls. ...sexual lust for domesticated cats, leading... <laughs> <laughs> and then the cats part. I'm like, he he is talking about me. Although I don't have a lust for cats. I have cats. You have cats. Well, that's good that there's no lusting after the cats. Otherwise, uh, that would be a whole different podcast. Uh, but yeah. uh, bleeding from the earlobe and rectal cavities. <laughs> there's that. And it, Who hasn't it, done that before? And it's not like or, it's and. So it kind of implies <laughs> it's happening simultaneously. <laughs> story of my life <laughs> no actually it's it's not that bad at my house it's just my air conditioner went out on a hundred degree day yeah that sucks so, yeah it's hot it's like 85 in my house at what 
8.37 at night. The thing is, this is airing on uh, October 18th. So and I won't even need a freaking air conditioner then. You'll be like, I wish it was that day again. I wish it was that day. As the snow falls and the children are caroling outside and <laughs> Walmart October. begins to bring out the Easter decor because we're done with Christmas now. That'll be, yeah, it'll be great. It'll be great. But uh, now I was thinking the other day, I was, just, I was putting out our Halloween stuff and I still, I, I'm really not doing good at this at it this year. Got the inside all done, but the outside... Uh, it's just been a slow process because I've had very little free time. Uh, but I've been out there running around trying to get all that stuff up. And I, I said to Harp, I said, you know, when I put this stuff up and it's been super hot, it's always crazy hot when I do it and you're sweating. And that's why I'm kind of breaking it up into days. Uh, and then when I take it down, I'm always out there like freezing my ass off. And, yeah. I, take, and I take it down pretty close to right after Halloween. I don't really keep up the Halloween, you know, well into Thanksgiving. Um, we, of course, we put up, uh, uh, pilgrim skeleton pilgrims for that. And, you know, skeleton pilgrims, skeleton pilgrims. Yes. Actually just leave the skeletons out from Halloween. And then you just got to put their little outfits on them for Thanksgiving, then turn well, them into skeleton elves well, for Christmas. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but like the, the way that they pitched a Thanksgiving to us in like elementary school really isn't quite how Thanksgiving went. Correct. Um, no, it really wasn't. Yeah. They were I mean, to, yeah. Everybody got together and just got along and all the issues were over. And and then the world just it was a utopia forever right after that. And it still is. <laughs> yes. It's uh <laughs> thank goodness for Thanksgiving. Uh so yeah, I'm uh I'm ready for it. Hey, back to our conversation in just a second. Do you ever feel like, you know, you're like out there, you're just kinda chilling you you want to kind of be in a good mood and be happy but you need something to kind of catapult you there best fiends mobile puzzle game i have loved this thing for a long time i think you will too uh if, if you feel like you need a little bit more a little bit more oomph a little bit more excitement a little bit more something fun to do in those free times check out best fiends i'm on uh level 674 right now and I love this thing. Why do I love it? Because it's always getting updated. There's always something new. There's always something new and exciting. And once you download Best Fiends, you can play anywhere, even without an internet, an internet connection, which is great if you're stuck without Wi-Fi, like maybe on an airplane or traveling for the holidays. Collect tons of fiends that get powered up as you play more levels. Every win brings new challenges and thousands of puzzles to play with new in-game events added all the time. You got to check this thing out. Thousands of levels. There's always more to play. So go ahead and let enough is never enough be your mantra because you want more. Download Best Fiends for free from the App Store or Google Play. Plus earn even more with $5 worth of in-game rewards when you reach level five. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. Uh, let's uh, go to our first story uh, of the day. 855-853-4802 is uh, our phone number here at real ghost stories online let me just uh, blow up the lettering here so uh 84 year old me can read it there we go by the way two point font i was uh 42 font <laughs> that's close double spaced it's i kind of use it like a teleprompter 
um, which I actually, I just got one the other day for uh, working on some other stuff. So anyway, uh, it says, hi, Tony, Harper, Carol, and uh, Todd. I have been listening to your podcast for almost eight years now. I wanted to share that my father passed away from a long battle with colon cancer. My parents were married for 40 years. They worked hard all their life and purchased their home when we were in middle school. Until this day, it is home, the house we grew up in. My father worked hard to remodel the home for many years as construction was his line of work. I no longer live there, but my little brother, who is in his early 20s, still does. Keep in mind the story that I'm about to share happened a few months after his passing. My brother, Fernando, works night shift at Amazon. He's off work at 2 a.m. He told me he arrived home, showered, and was in his room. During 3 a.m. in the morning, he said he was hungry, but he was too lazy and tired, so he decided to make himself some ramen. He walked to the kitchen, made his soup, then walked back to his bedroom. He started eating his soup and feels he needs a little kick. So then he proceeds to leave his bedroom again and walks back to the kitchen. We are Mexican, so we love to put chili on everything, LOL. He states he walked to the kitchen, looking down at his soup while holding it tight. As he was passing the dining table, he looked up. He saw our father coming down the stairs, clear as day. My brother paused, then dad literally walked right in front of him. My brother Fernando told me he was wearing his white tennis shoes, jeans, and a red t-shirt. He did look 10 years younger. Dad was looking straight ahead and reached over to the top of the refrigerator, where he for some reason always placed his wallet. He reached over and grabbed it, as he'd always do with his left hand, then reached for his keys with his right hand. Then Dad turned and looked at my brother, nodded his head, like saying, what's up? Keep in mind, my brother stood there frozen, watched all this go on. He decides not to get chilly. Pretty much said, fuck this, and went back to his room. There have been no apparitions of my father since. I have a few other stories, and I'll write in sometime soon. I love your podcast. Harper is so cool. We follow you on social media. Love your cooking, grilling, too. Please post more cooking videos on Facebook. Take care. Well, thank you for all of that. Uh, what an interesting story. Thoughts? That is, like, you talk about the visitations, but that's, like, literally a visitation. You know, it's like to have seen him so clear, like it's that was him doing what he would normally do, even. Wouldn't that be more of a residual? That's what I was thinking. Yeah, and, and, and actually, I, when I said that out loud, I agree. Because he, it's like he said he nodded, but I mean, did he really, or, you know, did you just kind of take it, his movement of his head as a nod because you're looking for that at that moment in time? I don't know. Um, but I, to me, it just seems more like this is his routine that's that's playing out. And maybe there was somebody that typically yeah. that would stand there and he would nod to. You just happen to be in that spot. Yeah, that's just crazy. Yeah. But it was like, it's really cool. And they haven't had it happen since, which I think is interesting. Mm -hmm. um, that's just very interesting. Because, yeah. like, I've heard of people having, you know, experiences with someone they love. You know, it's more like a visitation or a dream or something, you know. Grandma always sat in that chair and it rocked and then that day it was rocking or whatever. But, you know, to actually see him, I think that's very interesting. Yeah, it's uh, almost like, a, are you looking into the past or, mm -hmm. are they, or are they appearing to you in the present? It's... 
It'd be weird, like you walk into your your old house or something, where you get up uh, in the morning and you go downstairs, and it's like your parents are making breakfast or something, but it's like the nineteen, you know, whatever version of your parents, and it's like what the that fuck? would be that'd be crazy. Yeah, like what the fuck is going on here? But they you but they don't see you, but you keep having these like glimpses into the past. That there you go. That's a that's a TV show right there. That's a total TV show. It's called and it's called glimpses of the past. And you please tr- credit us when you write it. And you try and uh, they're trying to fix things. They uh, they don't seem to be seen by the people, but there's there's got to be some sort of way that they can manipulate things. So it's almost like you got to put the right object or the right people next to each other by manipulating the environment. I think you're on to something. I think, I think that. that's a good idea. It's kind of like Quantum Leap. Yeah. Pretty much is Quantum Leap, isn't it? <laughs> Except Scott would take on the uh, the form of somebody else. This is just like Quantum Leap, but you're uh, altering history by uh, manipulating the environment. That's all you're doing. There you go. It's Quantum Leap meets that. It's my fucking idea. I just said it out loud. You can't copy it, <laughs> motherfucker. Uh, so <clears throat> there we go. Uh, next one says, uh, hi, uh, Tony, I'm a longtime listener, first time submitting a story. I'll do my best to tell my story, and hopefully it makes sense. So here it goes. My husband and father-in-law have a sixth sense. My father-in-law has some terrifying experiences that remind me of the exorcist or exorcism of Emily Rose, which my husband has made comments like, oh, that happened to my aunt. Okay, weird. Since meeting my husband, I've become very aware of some things that happened throughout life. But this story that I'm about to tell you has affected myself and my two sons. Our story is about the shadow people, more like the shadow man. It's true what your listeners have mentioned, dark silhouette, darker than dark. This happened to me about several years ago. One evening I was pretty deep in my sleep but became conscious when I felt something holding me down. I'm a stomach sleeper so I couldn't see what it was. My hands are being held down but I could turn my head and that was about it. I could see my husband but couldn't call out to him. It happened so fast. All of a sudden, I was flipped to my back. I opened my eyes and I couldn't see anything. My hands are still being held down, but I couldn't free my hands. I turned to my husband and he's snoring away. Until I caught a glimpse at the corner of my eyes. Something was at the foot of my bed. It was a split second that I could make out the silhouette of a dark figure, a male most definitely. I tried calling out to my husband, still struggling with this thing, until it started to crawl up on me. Suddenly, I felt myself flip back to my stomach, my head facing down in my pillow. I tried to yell out, God help, but I couldn't until I gave that one last energy and said, God help me, please. Then it stopped. I got up, grasped for air, huffing, puffing. I punched my husband and said, why didn't you hear me? He said he didn't hear anything. I couldn't sleep. Tears ran down my face. I felt so violated. My mind kept thinking of that dark man and who the heck that was. It affected me for a couple days. I didn't want to talk to anyone, but I shook myself out of it. And it was at that point that I remembered. Rewind. My son Charles at the time was about seven or eight. He's 20 now. We decided to have a movie night in the living room. So I laid out the futons, which eventually we all fell asleep on. This happened about one in the morning. Charles woke me up to say he was going up to the bathroom. I tried to stay awake to hear his return. I don't remember hearing the toilet flushing, but I heard the light switch for the bathroom go off, so I waited for him. It was taking a while to get back to bed, but I don't know what it was, but I began to feel uncomfortable. 
I opened my eyes and saw a dark figure. A bit startled, but weird. This has to be my son, but why is he just standing there? I know this one's not right. I felt a chill running down my body. Finally, I just spoke out and said, Charles, what's the matter? Come on, get into bed, lay down. I watched as he laid next to me. Whew, well, kind of stupid. So I covered him with my blanket, shifted my body to my right, and reached over to grab my pillow. But I felt a body. I got up to reach to my left and nothing. I whispered to my right, Charles, Charles. He answered, yes, mom. What the? I got up, turned on the living room lights and nothing. Just my family sleeping. And they got fussy and yelled to shut the lights off. Charles then stood up. I asked where he's going and replied, mom, I'm going to the bathroom. I watched him until he returned. I watched a couple of movies, funny ones, of course. Rewind again, Jordan, my younger son, was about eight at the time. He's 18 now. Early one morning, he came over and said, Mom, there was a man standing in my room last night. I don't know who that was, but he was just standing there. Me, how did he look like? Jordan, I don't know, like a dark man. Was it your dad? No. How do you know? Dad sometimes goes to your room to check on you and your brother. But mom, I know how dad looks. Like, dad is taller. Okay, let me talk to your dad. My husband never went into their room that night. A couple evenings later, I heard my son yelling for me. I got out of bed and asked what the matter was. My son flat out said, Mom, we need to move out. The man is making me scared. I asked, what is the man? What's he doing to scare you? He said he just stands there. I thought he was dad, so I yelled, Dad, and the man nodded his head. Was it your brother? No, I looked at Charles. I saw it too, Mom. I looked at her husband. Okay, guys, sit up. Let's say a prayer. After our prayer, my husband said, let's smoke a cigarette outside. I believe moving wouldn't work since it would follow us, mainly my husband. The best way to deal with it was to talk about it or even educate them on the paranormal. My husband then shared his experiences with our sons, and they had a lot of questions and sometimes enjoyed the goosebumps. He shared his experiences with me, but sometimes I feel some of the stories he shared were very demonic, but my sons were too young. My husband said he's experienced many terrifying events when he was their age and believes they need to understand what they're dealing with. So regardless, it may happen. Let's equip them. He goes over the do's and don'ts. Our boys are now damn gusty, although I can hear it in their voices, but they're handling a lot of things pretty well. We eventually moved in with my mother to care for her and my family to continue to experience unexplained events. I'll share my boys' experiences at another time. Sorry for the lengthy letter. Hope it makes sense. Thanks for reading my story. Thanks for keeping it real, guys. Truly enjoy the show. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I would. I'm glad they're out of there. That didn't seem. That seemed very ominous. Well, and everybody in the family was getting that same feeling. Yeah. From it, you know, it wasn't like because a lot of times you hear the stories. It's the Parents are like, it's okay, kids. You know, it's nothing, kids. Mm-hmm. But not in this situation. And I, yeah. What was it but waiting then, for? But then it was like, and I'll write in again and tell you about the boys' experience. Now, finish, no. what? <laughs> How long we got to wait for that? Exactly. But no, that no, was, that was a, that's a creepy story. 
the, the uh, what is it waiting for? I mean, is it threatening if it just sits there forever and doesn't do a whole hell of a lot? I don't know. But if they're picking up the bad vibes yeah. from it, you know, because yeah. some people say, but see, here's the thing. If I just saw something sitting there in my house, yeah, it could be like a an angel sent from Jesus himself, and it would freak me out. I would be mm-hmm. like, you're scaring the shit out of me. Yeah. And, and you're an angel from Jesus, but I still, mm-hmm. you're scaring me. So I don't know that I could ever be like, that's cool. Yeah. You know, but, but then, you know, it's like, he, he's not hurting them. Is he just watching them, watching mm-hmm. over them? Maybe, but they all have a really bad feeling. Yeah. So, yeah, it makes me think it's definitely something more when everybody's feeling like that. Sure, sure. Speaking of bad feelings, I uh, over the weekend, we visited Hot Springs, Arkansas. I wanted to ask you about that. Have you ever been there? No. Okay. I should love it. I, I should. I, I said that to Harper. I was like, I really should love this place. Why didn't you? And I get the weirdest vibes there. I don't know. I I, I have no reason. I mean, I, I enjoyed the hotel we stayed at. It was a historic, uh, uh, what is it called? Um. It was a haunted hotel, right? It was, yes. Um, I said it in the last episode, and I can't think of the name of it now. Um, but it's one of the last ones kind of of its kind there. Um, really amazing architecture and a lot a lot of history to it. Um, I mean, there's a lot of abandoned uh, buildings, very tall ones that you can tell were once very regal and beautiful. But, I mean, a lot of cities have that. Uh, but there's just something, I don't know. I, and it's not just the creepiness of those, because I like those sort of things. I don't know. I just get a weird vibe in that town. I got a weird vibe in that town when I was there um, last summer uh, when my mom wanted to go digging for gold in near one of those parks down there. And we stayed in Hot Springs, but we didn't really do much. We were kind of on the outside of town and I didn't really know where to go. This is the first time I saw their downtown. And honestly, it's beautiful. It's really cool. Uh, and there's a long, long row of cool shops and restaurants, and there's the bathhouses on the other side. It's very well taken care of. It's pretty. Um, so that, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, but when you kind of start to go on the outskirts out of that little strip, then it, you can really see the the city's in a lot of distress. Um, and there are a lot of giant abandoned buildings everywhere. And I don't know. I just get a... a, a Is it like... When you think of all the abandoned buildings and stuff like that, you know, the, where it once was very vibrant, it seems like there would be a lot of sadness that would ac- accompany people having to abandon those buildings at some point. But the thing is, it's like the bottom floors of a lot of these are operating. Um, but so, I mean, I don't know. And that down in that area that I was at, I mean, I go visit again. It really was thriving down there with all the shops and everything. And it looked it was cool. Uh but I, the, the the city as a whole, I, I just get a weird vibe to it. And I don't, I can't put my finger on it. I don't Do you think it's a paranormally weird vibe or is it just more of a. I don't know. Some, I don't know. Dark. I, I mean, it just feels, it feels kind of dark. And I don't know. I mean, I, I'm willing to bet there's probably a bit of a meth problem in that uh, area uh, as there is in most of the states. Um, I mean, just judging by kind of how a lot of the city is kept up uh 
there's probably a lot of just sadness. I'm thinking. I don't know. It it just feels uh, odd. And I know there's some really good art there, and there's some really good uh, things. I'm not, you know. But for me, there's a vibe that I just don't like. I don't know what it is though. I can't put my finger. on it. I don't know. Now it makes me want to go there, but not spend the night there. Yeah, I mean, I I know I'd, I'd spend the night again. It's I, I don't really have it on my destination list though, because it's like okay, shops cool done. I and again a consistent uneasy feeling the whole time you're there. We actually were going for a um, a field trip for Harper's uh, school, and it was to uh, Magic Springs or something. It's like an, uh, there's an amusement park, water park there, and we get there. Uh, half of the water park is closed. Uh, for the season school know nothing about it and then the part that's open it's like one fourth of it that's open is not operating <laughs> so it's just like it was like looking it was like kind of being in a water park in the walking dead <laughs> and you know the, they set all that up in advance oh yeah they booked all that but the, and then there's these signs everywhere saying uh we apologize uh we you know can't find staff and all that we were very disappointed too we're really trying to do the best that we can. Please don't be mad at the people who did show up for work. Um, so, I mean, there's struggle. I mean, I feel bad for, you know, you're trying to run a place like that. You're struggling. I mean, there's nothing you can do uh, to, to keep those doors mm-hmm. open and have people mm-hmm. show up to work. Uh, I was talking to someone just this weekend about that. She has a, a little winery and she was like, yeah, we had to cut our hours back because I can't find people to work. Yeah. And that's the last thing you want to do when you're small business. Oh, yeah. So many times you go to, I, I can't tell you, just going out for a restaurant that normally would be open, uh, suddenly there's a sign in the window, sorry, you know, no staff tonight. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of maddening. Uh, I, I don't understand what's happening. Uh, let's go to a caller, uh, 855-853-4802, uh, our phone number. Here at Real Ghost Stories Online. Hi. Hi, Tony. My name is Nick. I'm up here in uh, Schoolcraft, Michigan. And, uh, I mean, I've been listening to this show for a couple of years now, and, you know, uh, never get enough of it. And, you know, uh, up here in Schoolcraft, we got uh, a big history of uh, Underground Railroad being a part of, of, of a big part of this town. And, uh, during school, uh, in second grade, I remember going to the uh, Underground Railroad House, only a mile away from school. Uh, they walked us down there, and uh, it was really cool to see all the all the little rooms and uh, all those kind of little hiding spots and cool stuff that they had out uh, as a little museum for our, our school to look at. And uh, in fact, it's open for the whole town to look at uh, whenever if someone drives by. I just go and look at it like that. Um, so my job, I also work for a home improvements company around the same area. And I go to all these houses, um, you know, I go within a hundred miles of my job, but specifically this one job was about two miles from my, our shop. <laughs> and, uh, and we're going into it. And you know, my normal job is I go into the house and I basically do a, a seal on the house, to make sure that it's energy efficient. So one of, one of the part of my jobs is to go up into the attic, uh, kind of check insulation levels, make sure there's no mold, you know, do some work up there if need be. So I walk into this house, probably a hundred and some years old. Uh, I go into it, uh, 
do what I need to do up until that part where I need to go into the attic. Okay. So I grab a ladder, I open the attic access, uh, and go up in this house. And uh, all these old houses, they don't have very good insulation. Uh, back in the old days, they used uh, old newspapers, you know, for insulation. And uh, so I'm up there crawling around, checking on stuff. And I find this, this notebook clipping uh, of a girl from the town over uh, called Portage. Um, said she had went missing and stuff like that. And uh, it was very odd because there's only like a probably 10, 11 year old girl and uh, from that area, but it was like a, there's a, like a stack of newspaper up there also. So I don't know if it's the family that lives there or not, but either way, it's a very creepy house. So uh, I'm up in the attic and the attic access itself is, uh, you know, one of the pull down attic accesses with a ladder um, kind of hooks and slides down. So, um, I go up in the attic, I'm doing the thing after I find that, you know, it was like a good 10 minutes that I was up there that, you know, I was about to uh, come back down. And next thing I know, I'm sitting there uh, looking at the insulation and whatnot. Next thing I know, all I hear is bam. And I look over and the attic access itself is shut. And what's just pretty impossible to me unless, you know, one of the, the homeowner did it. But of course I had asked him and he had not. Uh, so that was, you know, that was very creepy. I was very creeped out at that instant. So I had to kind of uh, call the homeowner himself and have him pull it back down for me so I could get out. So it has been very odd instance there. Uh, another one I wanted to talk about was uh, the other day. I had to work last Saturday. Um, and what, I had to go down to South Bend, Indiana. And part of that was I couldn't be to the job until about 1 o'clock p.m., because uh, the customer was being very nice. And uh, so basically to kill time, what I did was I pulled into a cemetery that's down there and I uh, uh, just kind of walked around, did what I needed to, or kind of killed some time. And what I found out, I, it's kind of weird though, because my family and my, uh, my mother's maiden name is St. John. So I mean, it's a pretty common last name. But I went in, and I was sitting there, I'm walking around, and I see this headstone, St. John. Oh, you know, kind of intrigued me. Oh, cool. You know, same family. Uh, now, I sit there for a second, didn't really think too much about it. I went back to my vehicle as it was almost time for me to leave and go to my other job. And as soon as I get in the vehicle, oddly enough, what starts playing is the dance by Garth Brooks. And it doesn't seem too significant at this moment, but my grandmother, my grandmother's, my grandma St. John, uh, who had passed away when I was about 10, um, I looked up to her a lot and whatnot, but at her funeral, it was also one of her favorite songs, was Garth Brooks to Dance. And therefore, it's just always, you know, uh, a memorable song throughout with, with our family. When that song comes on, you always think of her, whatnot, like that. And, uh, so I just thought it was a really weird coincidence that as soon as I, you know, she popped into my head and then I, uh, as soon as I got back to the vehicle, the song came on. It's just a funny way of, uh, you know, not necessarily sensitive or anything like that, but it's a funny way for, I, I feel like my grandma was there, you know, I was kind of like, hey, I know you're having a bad day. Hope it gets better for you. Just pop in to say hi. You know, it's just, uh, yeah, it's always good to feel a, a good feeling 
when you really feel a loved one being around and coming to say hi, it just makes you feel really good inside. So, all right, thanks. I hope this gets used. Otherwise, uh, you know, if it doesn't, whatever. But I really am a big fan of the show, guys, and I, I, I really love uh, this outlet that we get. I have called in once before, you know, like a year, year and a half ago, and they get used. I was very happy about that. But, uh, all right, you guys have a great day. Uh, T.S., I love the new uh, spirit flash that you guys are doing now. I really need to get you one of those. All right, guys, have a good day. Bye. All right. Uh, thanks for your story. Thoughts? Okay, thoughts on that? So what I think is interesting, because in two separate stories. So the first part of that story when he's at somebody's house and obviously, you know, somebody was home and, and I think that would be a really cruel trick to play on somebody. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, if it was like, wouldn't the homeowner be like, well, this is highly unusual that you're stuck in my attic and you're calling me, you know, would, would, I mean, it would be awkward to go like, Hey, is your house haunted? Uh huh. But it seems like that might be, I don't know, like somebody maybe would have said something or responded to it. Like, how the hell did that happen? Like, because if somebody was working on my house and hopefully they will be soon with the air conditioner, but they might not come inside. Mm -hmm. But, you know, but if they are in my house and they're working in the bathroom and they got locked in the bathroom, I would be like, what the hell? Like, nobody's ever been locked in the bathroom in my house. Yeah. You know, I think I would have said that to the person. Sure. And sure. it sounds like they just came and unlocked him and they got, he got out. They did what it did. I mean, he wasn't locked in, but the ladder, yeah. the door shut or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it, like, it seems like that would have been a little bit of a discussion. Like, what the hell, dude? How did you just do that? Yeah. Yeah. Even. I, it's kind of weird that it wasn't uh, even touched on. It's kind of like, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Then the second story, that was definitely his grandma. Yeah. That was a sign from his grandma and... There aren't coincidences like that, I don't think. I agree. I agree. All right, that's going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the show, become an extra podcast person. Sign up at ghostpodcast.com or through the Patreon app. The link is there at ghostpodcast.com. Get access to the bonus episodes, advanced episodes, the full archive, all of it commercial-free, ghostpodcast.com or search Real Ghost Stories Online through the Patreon app. Until next time. For all of us at Real Ghost Stories Online, I'm Tony Brisky. Thanks for listening.